Hello and welcome to Hard in Art, the podcast that connects people through creativity. I'm your host, Danny Vanderbrook, a Hong Kong-based writer and teacher of world literature. I'm excited to be here and share the many voices of our enthusiastic and rich art scene here in Hong Kong. Each week we deal with a philosophical question related to the arts and explore the thoughts of our guests in relation to their own craft. Okay, so I'm joined by a multidisciplinary storyteller from Indonesia, Edward Ganuwan. He's worked as a writer, producer, director and actor on award-winning stage and screen projects across Asia and the US. He was a producer on How to Win at Checkers every time and an executive producer on By the Time It Gets Dark. Both films were selected as Thailand's Oscar entries for the best foreign language film. He recently launched Project Press Play, a webcomic and online community that promotes mental well-being. Project Press Play was recently nominated for a Shorty Social Good Award on the Best on a Shoestring Campaign in the Mental Health category and also two uh, Mind Hong Kong Award nominations. Digital Champion English and Speaking Out English categories. Uh, the ceremonies take place in mid-November, so look out for the results <laughs> of those. <laughs> so, welcome. Thank it's you. It's nice to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me, Danny. Yeah, you're welcome. So, um, you know, it's nice that you've been nominated for all of these awards. And, um, you know, I, was, I saw this... Uh, I actually saw your webcomic in the South China Morning Post first mm. um, and then when I saw what it was about it really drew me in so how did it how did the whole project come about um, so yeah first I think I, I would like to comment like it's not me that's nominated it's the webcomic project that is nominated oh, okay. because I think it, it's it's a group effort so yeah. like yeah. can't take all the credit. Um, <laughs> I did it with my brother, who is the illustrator of the project. Um, I, I'm the writer. But yeah, the webcomic started off as a life story, actually. Yeah, it's funny because like a long time, for many years, I actually haven't talked about my mental health. I'm queer, and uh, in my film work, uh, I've written or directed or produced films with queer theme. Yeah. But I realized actually recently I haven't done anything about my mental health and it's actually such a big part of my life. And last summer in 2018, there was you know, very sensationalized news reports about celebrity suicides that are mental health related. Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade, and in Hong Kong there was Alan Joyce Liu. And I found that it was very triggering for me, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me to a place where, when I was younger, I used to associate like mental health struggles with death, really, with yeah. suicide. And I thought like that was the only way for if somebody had a mental health problem or issue, that the only conclusion was that, like a very tragic death. Mm, yeah. And obviously it's not, you know, and it took me a long time to kind of uncouple this association and that compelled me last year to start speaking out about it and so I started as a it started as a life story for Hong Kong stories in in here Um, so they were kind and generous and supportive to let me experiment and tell the story and I was very lucky to find the support to continue telling my story so I was invited to like to do talks but I realized that I yeah it, it affects me whenever I tell a story in person yeah so even though I realized the value and the benefit of sharing my lived experience it was also very tough for me uh, uh, so I, I 
wanted to find a way to continue to be able to share my story, but in a way that's maybe not as taxing for me. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. I, after a while, and I conceptualized this with my brother, uh, Albert Lim, uh, who eventually became the illustrator of the project and adapted into a webcomic. Uh, then, yeah, uh, it kind of solved a lot of our problems. You know, like we, <laughs> I, we, I can continue telling the story. Yeah. Um, and then in this format, that is, I feel like it's very accessible to a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, it's so sad, isn't it, that the narrative of mm. suicide is the only one that is sensationalized and, and gets, um, yeah, just becomes a part of what people believe. And yeah. I'm, I'm assuming this is part of the reason that why you wanted to create the webcomic in the first place. Yeah, so I think it was the response to those sensationalized news report I felt was yeah, negatively skewed and people then would have this image or even like stereotypes you know of what mental health sufferers would end up in and I, I want to respond to that to 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 show that actually you know actually this may be like very small cases and actually the majority of us and I would say us because I am right like yeah. don't end up that way I mean we have our struggles but then we also are able to persevere and continue and move on and actually live a very full and fulfilling life. Exactly. So I wanted to have that also like to, as a counterpoint to all of these reports. Because yeah. mm, I think there is a tendency in, in uh, media to um, polarize um, mm. certain points of view. And uh, I mean, that, that obviously isn't the only story because it's why you're sitting here and, and also myself. Mm. And that's another thing that really drew me to what you do. As someone who suffered with depression, anxiety, mm. you know, other mental health issues, it's nice to have somebody that, that will open up in that way. Thank um, you, and thank yeah. you for opening up to me and sharing that's with all it. of us as well. I, I think. feel it's so important. So I think that's one of the, the hope of this project, too. Okay. That with us sharing this personal story, and, and this webcomic is based on my own personal mental health journey, and yeah, we hope that, you know, sharing such a personal story can also encourage and invite other people to share their own stories and journeys and that way we hope then it will amplify and increase this conversation around mental health so it won't be so so much of a taboo yeah uh, definitely society so why do you think vulnerabilities is such an important quality in art (laughs) i mean you kind of alluded to it a little bit already yeah well Vulnerability is something that Brene Brown preaches, and yeah. and I definitely worship at her altar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if people don't know her, she is you know social psychologist, storyteller, and yeah. tap top priestess. <laughs> the Gifts of Imperfection is one of her books, which yeah, I'm a fan right. of. <laughs> and um, yeah, when I discovered her work, and uh, as I think a lot of people have now also learned about her and her work her research and her findings about vulnerability really affected me a lot and Mm -hmm. and really um, has a huge impact on my work uh, ever since you know and um, going back to your question I think vulnerability and art I think it's intertwined and interlinked because I think as as an artist as a creator you can't help but expose yourself you know through your work even though it's fiction or non-fiction especially but yeah even if it's fiction there's so much of you in your work and I think there's one part of creating as an artist that is like just you know whether it's like writing or filming or 
painting, you know, whatever your medium is, and then that's the creation part, and then the second part of it is always the sharing part, right? And that's exactly. The, that's where, unless you, you are doing it for yourself, which is also fine, but for a lot of us, we want to have an audience to communicate back into readers or, or audience. And yeah. so I think, yeah, sharing our work is a, a very vulnerable thing to do. It's the act of sharing, yeah, yeah in itself. So it, I think you, you have to be very comfortable with that. And if you are not, then I think it's very hard as an artist, I think. Yeah. You know, it just made me think of one of my writing mentors, yeah. um, Robin Henley. Oh, really? He, yeah, you probably know him. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, he said in a workshop, at, he said, when you're writing, like somebody asked him, how do you know when you're writing something which is uncliched and, and true, mm-hmm. you know? And he said, when you feel extremely uncomfortable mm-hmm. about what you're writing about, you know that you're probably in the right ballpark. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I think that speaks to what you're saying yeah. about, you know, that that rawness is what brings people in. Vulnerability is always on the edge of like fear, but also you need vulnerability to have empathy, you know, yeah. to, uh, I think people empathize with your vulnerability. I think Bernie Brown even said that in her, in her book or in her lecture, you know, about how, you know, when, when you're doing something vulnerable, actually people are, are drawn to you and, 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 and because, yeah. Yeah, that's it, it, because they see that, you know, that there's not perfection. Perfection is intimidating. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and also impossible. <clears throat> so. I also um, want to bring up, uh, yeah. there's this, uh, related to this is like there's this podcast from Esther Perel. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, and she talks about vulnerability and play, and okay. I think this is significant for our conversation. This topic actually, because I feel like as an artist too, uh, as a creator, we need to be in a state of play to be able to create, right? And actually, play is a vulnerable state because you actually have to let down your guard and actually yeah, not be afraid. You sure. Know, and and yeah. in order to fully, you know, inhabit that space to like play. So yeah, I credit Esaparel for that. <laughs> it's not for me, but uh, uh, but I think that's why I think vulnerability and, and artistic creation is just so inherently connected. Yeah, in in that evoked for me, you know, as an educator, um what is it? Like a blooms hierarchy and taxonomy it's like at the bottom is like our need for security and safety yeah. and right at the top is that actualization in creativity mm-hmm. which just you know it's exactly what you say said there yeah, it's like yeah, you yeah. can't be in fear and yeah be playfully creative at the same time the exactly. two are just you know poles yeah. apart yeah i think that that's actually a good point for me to also mention that yeah, i think that one of the other big intention or objective for our project is you know not just to help to drive the conversation about mental health and increase it and to destigmatize this issue we also want to encourage anyone who is facing any kind of adversity mental health related or not to make this leap from perseverance to play you know and and the idea that not just to survive Mm -hmm. but hopefully once we take care of that basic survival then we can make the leap into fully thriving. Yeah. I I hope that. And I think that's our wish. Yeah. I remember it's called Maslow's Hierarchy. That's what it is. (laughs) I'm guessing, though, with this idea of play, this is where Project Press 
play. Yeah. Right? yeah, 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 that yeah. The, that's mm-hmm. how you got to that that name and yeah. that idea. Yeah. And I, yeah, I really like that because obviously, you know, when you go through this kind of thing, my experience is some days it is just about survival. It's mm-hmm. about, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and, yeah. you know, getting to the end of the day. But that that is just surviving. That's not what we're on this planet to do, mm-hmm. or at least I don't feel yeah. it is, and I don't think anyone really feels that. So, yeah, m- making that that gradual development towards the ability to do that, it's, mm-hmm. uh, I think it is very much about being brave enough to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm interested in the graphic novel format then. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I know that you, you know, you're a filmmaker, you... Um, you know, you write. What is it about this format for the message? Mm. You know, the medium is the message. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I think you know, I was I was at a point at my career in my life today. I want to experiment with different mediums and format. And I thought that yeah, you know, web comic, a graphic novel would be appropriate for this subject. One, I think the playfulness of uh, an illustration, I think, would help to make such a serious topic more approachable, more accessible. Yeah. Um, and then two, I know I want to have it online as a webcomic because it can be accessed by everyone in the world for free. So I think that was, I, I want to basically get this message, this, this project out to as many people as possible. So I thought I was like, oh, logistically, this is like, oh, really? great you know? yeah so yeah. it was like an experimentation this is the first time I'm, I'm doing a web comic actually and lucky for me my brother is a very talented visual artist Yay! So, <laughs> so I was able to to you know <laughs> finagle and like pressure him a little bit to, please, 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 <laughs> yeah, please to, do to do this with me and, and I'm glad That's we did funny. because I, th- I think it actually brought us closer. I mean, I've worked with him different projects before, too. But yeah. this one was like a very intense, kind of personal like intimate, yeah, intimate right? uh, collaboration. And uh, yeah, we had a good time doing it. It was, <laughs> it was a long time. It was like, it took us like almost a year to, wow. to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. No yeah. small feet. I keep, my sister's quite a, a talented artist. She can draw and sculpt and I keep trying to convince her to and collaborate with me. But she has two children, so, you know, they take up a little bit of time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. No doubt. No. I think you mentioned uh, before, too, uh, prior to our recording, that um, about Scott McCloud, right? Mm. And then, and yes, Scott McCloud. Like, he's like the teacher about um, comics and, and graphic novels. And yeah, I, I think that is at the back of my mind too when we were creating these projects like I think he said something about like how the simpler the, the illustrations allow readers to bring themselves in to identify with yeah. the protagonist Pro- right yeah and I think yeah I think I think that's also helpful for this project you know like so when people read this webcomic I hope that yeah they are able to kind of put themselves in more uh, into to the story yeah that projecting you know the 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 more 
kind of universal the fa- the face is, mm-hmm. then yeah. you can imagine yourself in that place. Actually, like less detail is better. Yeah, sense, it's it's an interesting paradox that one, mm-hmm. isn't it? This discussion about very serious content matter in a kind of light-hearted uh, medium. Yeah. Um, makes me think of uh, Art Spiegelman with Mouse mm-hmm. and also uh, Persepolis. Yes. Jean Satrapi, the two texts that I've taught my students before. Mm. You know, and that, that both of those are really great ways to get across a very serious content matter with, you know, without it being so intense that your audience can't cope with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm also like inspired by um, David Small Stitches. I don't okay. Know you, no, don't know him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I believe it won a National Book, Book Award, you know, one mm. of the few yeah. um, graphic novels. It's based on his life, basically. Just also, like, very dark, one. you know, um, dark, dark story about uh, mm-hmm. his family mm-hmm. history. I do like that, you know, this combination of, like, visual and, like, text and telling the story in, in, in this format. So inspired by Alison Bechdel's uh, Fun Home. Okay, yeah. Yep. These are all things that people can check out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I think I would be remiss, it would be remiss of me if I don't mention Ellen Forney's Marbles. Mm. Um, so if somebody is looking for a mental health webcomic, uh, not webcomic, mental health graphic novel, um, yeah. this would be the one I would recommend. Uh, it's wow, about okay. her personal journey, discovering that she... Let me take it back. It's a personal journey of uh, negotiating bipolar disorder. Oh wow! Uh, her own, yeah. uh, her own uh, diagnosis and what happened. So I, it's it's a really powerful book. I think. Yeah. yeah. No. Um. It's great that more people are creating art about mm. this. And I think you know we've all got our part to play in breaking that taboo. Mm-hmm. But why does the taboo persist? <laughs> I mean, I I have my own. <laughs> theory, but what's yours? <laughs> oh, what, I want to hear yours first. Then. Oh, very interesting. Um, I think well, I think it's because we associate or have traditionally has always associated strength with perfection, almost, mm. and, and this idea that um, strength and certainly it's part of the British cultural narrative. Mm. You know, the stiff upper lip kind mm. of, you know, and and to show any emotion is perceived as a weakness and or you know if even as simple as if if somebody cries you know you pass them a tissue straight away as if it's almost like a get rid of the tears Mm. I don't want to see them I don't know how to deal with this Mm. and I feel like certainly in my experience just many people don't know how to deal with difficult emotions Mm Um, and and as a consequence, I feel like many people grow up. Like I certainly grew up feeling very alone, mm-hmm. um, and and very unable to. Yeah, I, trying to avoid difficult emotions rather than to feel them and mm-hmm. process them, because I really didn't know how. Mm-hmm. So I I think um, there is like a there are more people mm-hmm. I believe, who don't know how to have a healthy inner emotional life than than there are who do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's to my share experience. That. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I I think about it quite a lot too, and it, it and the stigma is definitely real. You know, totally. Um, yeah, totally. So I'll meander a little bit. Uh, I 
I want to give an example. Like recently, uh, I was invited to do a talk, and the organizers were brainstorming with me for like topics and even like the title of the talk. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then they were so resistant of putting anything that is specifically mental health, like so they don't wow. want to get any mention of like depression or disorder, you know, mm-hmm. and and they want to keep it quite general um and so they agreed upon like something like stress reduction which is great you know i think we all need that uh everybody could use all of that you know (laughs) definitely but i was also uncomfortable with that it's like if if we don't talk about it you know face it head on you know then we're we are kind of contributing to this you know like just like kind of brushing under the rug right yeah yeah and i think i don't know i had like my yeah, I, I didn't feel very comfortable with it, um, but I thought I thought like that was like a reminder for me that like it is very difficult uh, for us to talk about these things, even for organizers. And I understand where they're coming from because they are, they explained to me like oh if if we have this on the title, it would actually deter people from coming in because they don't want to be suspected or associated or thought yeah. of as having mental health issues, and right. so they don't want they don't want to come, and then. For organizers, then they they felt like oh then the turnout would be very low and so defeat the purpose and I get that part you know so I'm not knocking them on that but but I just yeah. felt like but that also yeah like what I said earlier like it it just doesn't help you know and and like if we're not talking about this openly and yeah. and, and, and confronting 22. it head on you know then it's mm. like it's it's harder to uh, like get this moving forward. Yeah. Like, I guess so. I, I think coming back to it, I feel like maybe the stigma comes around from just like, yeah, people not feeling threatened, like that something might happen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think, especially in Asia, people may think they get discriminated and persecuted. You know, they might yeah. lose their job, or, mm-hmm. you know, socially, I think it will have an impact. You know, people may stop befriending them or people may think they're crazy and yeah that's it you know, i mean that's and people that's will just problem. get be more even will be more alienated i guess yeah and i mean that that is a complete you know effect of not talking about it but feeling like people's understanding of it is very shallow and that you know anyone who suffers with mental health uh, yeah. issues must be of unsound mind and you yeah. know, are irrational or you know, somebody that you can't sit and have a conversation with, and you know, we know that's not the case. Yeah, exactly. um, but not everybody does yeah. because I think their only model is either, as you said earlier, suicide or you know, extreme cases of uh, psychosis. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. <laughs> yeah. And do you know, actually, like I heard this from friends and in Asian Chinese specifically, uh, people would like not talk about mental health especially in their family because it actually affect their family members marriage potential oh wow okay <laughs> yeah i mean like mm. and so i think like when we talk about like stigma i think like this is part of like the the social consequence of stigma you know because so let me explain if one of your family members let's say uh, has like a mental health problem then mm. you know other people would associate like oh then you might have it too so then like that would decrease your chance of like wow yeah being married or something you know? yeah. and i'm like wow yeah i never really thought about it that way but like once my friend pointed it out i was like yeah i think maybe that's why like in chinese culture or asian context um there's this sweeping out of the rug you know you just kind of yeah. don't want other people to know about this because it is mm. shameful it is negative 
to your social standing in yeah. society. Yeah, it's terrifying, really. <laughs> But yeah, hopefully when we talk more about this more honestly, more openly, we can like shift the attitudes a little bit more and yeah. can normalize a little bit that yeah, it's not hopefully. usually what we hear is sensationalized. News reports are, are are very extreme and 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 actually very minimal. You know, like most of the cases are not. Yeah. Not like this. That's it, and it's you know it, it's there. Another example. I have a friend who who did open up a, a discussion in the in public about mental health issues and and lost their job as a result of yeah. it. So you know you can see why people are very reluctant. You know it just takes a few people to start, and then hopefully mm-hmm. you know as as it becomes something which is more discussed in the public mm-hmm. arena, then you know we can get to the point where. People feel supported. Oh yeah, and they won't feel so scared, right? Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, I think yeah. that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. So we're getting towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> feels so short. Oh, no. <laughs> Is there any other work that you have in progress that that you want to tell us about, and where can we find where can we find it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think for now we're focusing a lot of our work on. Press play, and so after we launched, we recently adapted the web comic into both traditional and simplified Chinese. Oh, okay, great. So that's already released now. Uh, we released it uh, this past October uh, on World World Health Day. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it World Mental Health Day? <laughs> on World, World Mental, Mental Health, Health Day. Day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we are also translating it to other languages uh, like Thai and Bahasa Indonesia next. And, oh, great. Uh, hopefully, I'll have more. I'll get to collaborate with other translators to do other Asian languages. And then I'm starting a, a blog on the side actually. Great. Um, it's called. Yeah. Dear press players. Ah, oh, okay. So it's yeah. like a part advice column, part mm-hmm. newsletter based on conversation that actually I've been having with the readers and people who I talk with. You know, in, yeah. in my interaction uh, as I'm going on this uh, mental health advocacy journey, yeah. people that I come across and they have questions, and I find that like the questions are very similar. You know, some of them, and I thought like, oh, why not? You know. Compile this into like a section where it's like a resource, basically. Then everybody can can access it, and I can continue to share, share, yeah, to share with everybody, basically. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. Um, obviously, we'll share all of those links on yeah. the Facebook page, and yeah, through Thank the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to share a quote that I um, pulled off your <laughs> website. Obviously, a Brene Brown quote: <laughs> "When we deny our stories, they define us." When we own our stories, we get to write a brave new ending. And then you added to that, I invite you to press play to write that new ending. So for our ending, <laughs> what would you like to share with anyone listening and um, who might currently be struggling with mental health issues? I think I invite. I wrote that part and included Brene Brown because that that really is very significant. For me, as a storyteller, you know, as a professional storyteller, but I think everybody are storytellers themselves. I feel like you know our ancestors are natural storytellers. You know, we yeah. they you know drew in cave walls and gathered around campfires and share stories about their lives. And I really the way I see it is we tell stories to survive and we do it to thrive. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And 
as we live our lives, we can't separate like our lives and the story that we tell. And things circling back to mental health, I think we all have stresses in our life. And for people with mental health struggles, I think those stresses then become more challenging. And there were times when I wanted to stop, you know, because of these challenges. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't. Because if I didn't push on, continue on, then I wouldn't be able to continue writing that story. That's the message that I, you know, I would like to impart that please keep being strong, please persevere, because it's worth it. It's worth it to continue on. If you don't continue on, then you will never be able to see that beautiful ending. Exactly. And that's a beautiful sentiment. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was great um, speaking to you. And helping promote the project. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and and, you know, I wish you all all the luck and your team. And I think what you're doing is amazing. So thank you for taking the time to speak today. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to join in the discussion, have questions or comments, please post on our Facebook wall at fb.me forward slash heart in art 2019. If you love art and would like to take part in the show, contact us at m.me forward slash heart in art 2019. I've been your host, Danny Vanderbrook. Thank you for listening and see you next time.